Well, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study. My name is Jen A., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Colorado. Today is Wednesday, October 20th, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Today we're reading from the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous in the chapter, Working with Others. It's located on page 92, our reading today. We're going to read that second paragraph, and it begins with, continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness. We're reading one paragraph only. Today's readers um, on Team Wednesday, we have the 12 Steps with Davlin E, 12 Traditions with Allison C. Our readers of the text are Nancy C, Marge O, and Dara L. Our newcomer greeter is Chris G, and our second hour moderator is Leah S. The reference numbers for yesterday, Tuesday, October 19, 2021, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, is 17,942. That's 17942. The 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time recording is 17,944. 17944. So Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who through shared experience, strength, and hope are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. So what's our sole purpose? OA's fifth tradition states that each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. So at A Vision for You, Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Davlin E. to read the 12 steps. Good morning to you, Davlin. Davlin, press star one, please. My apologies, Jen. Oh, okay. No problems. Go right ahead, my friend. My name is Davalyn E., and I am a compulsive eater recovering in Manitoba, Canada. The 12 steps of Overeaters Anonymous. One, we admitted we were powerless over food, that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over to the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, 
continued to take personal inventory and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. 11. Sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. And 12. Having had a spiritual awakening as the result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive overeaters and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Pass. I will now ask Allison C. to read the 12 traditions. Good morning, Allison. Yeah, this is Allison C. and uh, uh, Compulsive Overeater in Cary, North Carolina. The 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants they do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is the desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise Less problems of money, property, or prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain from forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11, our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. 12, anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Pass. Thanks, Devlin, Ian, Allison, C. Well, this is how the meeting works. The meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and literature we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinence requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinence requirement for sharing on the topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We're sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, you're gonna press star one to unmute. And once you are done sharing, let us know by saying pass then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, everyone's phone except for the speaker should be muted. Today, we resume our study in chapter number seven. It's working with others. In the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous on page 92, we're reading that second paragraph. I will now ask Nancy C. to begin reading. 
Good morning, visionaries. Nancy C. gratefully recovered in Ann Arbor, Michigan, just for today. Continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness, a fatal malady. Talk about the conditions of body and mind which accompany it. Keep his attention focused mainly on your personal experience. Explain that many are doomed to never realize their predicament. Doctors are rightly loath to tell alcoholic patients of the whole story unless it will serve some good purpose. But you may talk to him about the hopelessness of alcoholism because you offer a solution. You will soon have your friend admitting he has many, if not all, traits of the alcoholic. If his doctor is willing to tell him the, that he is alcoholic, so much the better. Even though your protege may not have entirely admitted his condition, he has become very curious to know how you got well. Tell, let him ask you that question if he will. Tell him exactly what happened to you. Stress the spiritual features freely. If the man be agnostic or atheist, make it emphatic that he does not have to agree with your conception of God. He can choose any conception he likes, provided it makes sense to him. The main thing is that he be willing to believe in a power greater than himself and that he live by spiritual principles. Lordy, Gordy, what a paragraph, man. This is going to be an awesome meeting. There's so much in here. Um, I can't wait to hear all the shares. This paragraph to me today um, brought me back to how I felt when I first came into the wounds of Overeaters Anonymous and that I was so hopeless and I need to remember that when somebody else comes in the room and I'm asked to help. And I'm also asked to help that it reminds me that I only need, I only have my own experience, right? I don't, somebody said a couple of weeks ago that, you know, we don't have to memorize formulas and textbooks and be able to cite chapter and verse of something, we have to tell our story. And the story itself is what attracts us to other people. Um, so the book is instructing us to tell him, tell whoever we're talking to exactly what happened. And that's what my sponsor, my first sponsor did, was not mincing words, was very emphatic about that this is a spiritual program. You know, I came in for the food. The food got me in here. But I, too, today realized that this has nothing to do with the food. The food had been my solution. Now I was looking for a spiritual solution. Um, so it's important for me. I don't think anymore that I can talk about this program without just talking about the spiritual nature of it. You know, God does for me today what I can't do for myself, and that I have to live by spiritual principles. And if I can explain to people that I too had a problem with finding a God, that my Catholic God sitting high on some throne, on some cloud someplace, was not my conception that I had today, that I had to work through all of that to have a God today that I can't even put a, a ring around, a name around, a thought around because he's just so big and so wonderful. That all I needed to do to get started though was to believe that I wasn't God anymore, that I just needed to believe that something else could bring me from that morass of self-pity and hate. Um, you know, I have to live by spiritual principles today. And if I can tell anyone, all we need to do, and it's simple but not easy, is to 
trust God, clean house, and help others. And that's what this book, this is the thesis of the book, right? It's telling us that we live by spiritual principles, and this is how we find it. We find it by working the 12 steps of this program. So I know this is an awesome paragraph, and I'm sure I can't wait to hear for the rich shares that are following me. So I um, hope I kicked, kicked it off well and look forward to hearing what everyone else has to say. Thanks, Jen. Awesome. Here we go. Thanks so much, Nancy C. And we value everyone's experience who's here on the line today. We ask that you limit your share to every third day in order that others might share their experience too. So who would like to share on what was read today? Rick J. Melissa C. Reva P. Elena Tomei. Or sorry, Reva, sorry, Elena. Somebody was after Elena. Tom A. Tom, and is somebody in there? Roz G. Roz. Okay, let me tell you who I have. I have Rick, Melissa, Reva, Elena, Tom, and Roz. Anybody else? All right, let's stop there. Sounds like a good lineup. Reva P. Awesome paragraph. I got you, Reva. So I have Rick J, Melissa C, Reva P, Elena. I think it's C, but I'm not going to guess here. Tom A and Roz G. All right, Rick, go right ahead. Good morning to you. Good morning, Jen. Um, good morning, everybody. Thanks for your service, Jen. Um, my name's Rick J. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater in Cary, North Carolina. I love hearing the, the people out on the line from Cary. Um, so, yeah, what a paragraph. And the, the thing that's really jumping out here, you know, it's, uh, you know, we're looking at steps one and two. Um, big time that we're we're basically sharing with uh, with someone that you know first of all we're powerless and you know how does that powerless manifest itself you know in in this disease and it's uh, you know that condition of of body and mind um, and it tells us you know what we've recovered from and a couple places in the book you know back in uh, you know in the you know, in the early pages, um, you know, and on page 20, you know, we've recovered from a, a seemingly seemingly hopeless condition of mind and body. That's what we've recovered from. And, and that condition of mind and body, you know, I have a, uh, a physical allergy and, a, you know, and an obsession of the mind that's going to take me to that first bite and a physical allergy that will take me to, you know, I run out or pass out. And I can't win over that. I, there's no way that I have any power to overcome this. You know, it's going to have to come from a, a higher power. And I can just tell people exactly what happened to me. It took me 20 years of coming in and out of OA, of trying to do this my way, until my Abby looked me right in the eye and, and told me, you know, what I was dealing with. And they told me how they recovered they told me exactly what happened to them and you know and that's what I heard that's the message that gave me hope I went from hopelessness to hope you know and it talks about uh, you know there's a fatal malady we were doomed we're hopeless you know and those words and then we're going from you know what exactly happened to me and where am I at now I'm recovered 
and this is what I'm doing. I'm just simply sharing my experience, strength, and hope so they can relate to me and they know where I came from, what I did to get recovered, and what I'm still doing every day to continue that recovery. You know, and you don't have to have the same conception of, of God that I have. Just believe in a power greater than yourself. And then, oh, by the way, those last little words and live by spiritual principles, which we don't even comprehend what that exactly means in the beginning. But day by day as we go through a sponsor-sponsee relationship, we, we come to know what that is. It's living in the steps, working out of the big book. Developing that relationship with a higher power and carrying the message. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Rick J. from North Carolina. Up next, we have Melissa C. followed by Reba P. Good morning, Melissa. Hey, good morning, Jen. Thanks so much for your <laughs> service this morning. Thank you, Melissa C. Oops, Melissa, we lost you, star one, to unmute. Can you hear me now? Absolutely. Go right ahead, my friend. Okay, super. Thanks. Okay. Yeah, so um, this uh, this paragraph and really this whole chapter, um, for those that, you know, are sponsoring, when we get to this point of sponsorship, we get really clear directions exactly how to do it, and I think – you know, it's kind of uh, interesting, right? We're five pages into this chapter, and we haven't even told people yet what to do, right? Anything about what to do, um, which is so opposite of the way that I want to kind of do this thing normally, right? Someone calls and they're they ask for help, and and I I oh I want to cheer them up right away, and by the way, I want to tell them exactly what they have to do, you know, um, and we're actually Keep going, Melissa. You were cutting in and out, but I'm. Oh just, my I'm goodness, I'm in, I'm in a good spot. It's okay. So, okay. okay. Yeah. Keep going. So, okay. So it's these early conversations. Like we just keep talking about hopelessness, hopelessness, hopelessness. Like the physical allergy, the fatality of this, the the crazy, you know, twisted thinking that we have, and you know, um, I say it's like we're fishing. You know, we're gonna like. And I cast my net really wide when I talk to people. And I'm not fishing with, like, a beautiful piece of bait. It's like a rotten worm because that's what gets people hooked. They're like, oh, my God, yeah, I have to do whatever. I've got to do whatever. Um, So when people, you know, start off with the call and they say what they're not willing to do, I usually know that there's not much I can do to help anybody because they've still got lots of ideas, you know. But when somebody gets to the point when they say, all right, what did you do? What do I have to do? Then we set the hook, you know. And what's the hook? The main thing that we'd be willing to live, you know, willing to believe in a power, right? And what makes us willing is desperation. And that we're willing to live by spiritual principles, which for me means like changing. We're willing to completely change I had to be willing to change all my ideas about how I was going to operate in this world, that I was going to have to get rigorously honest without worrying about 
consequences and, and outcomes and that I was going to have to start putting other people first. And it's only by God. It's only by a power greater than ourselves, by living by spiritual principles, that we can recover. And with that, I'll pass. Thanks so much, Melissa C. from New York. Reva P., you're up next, followed by Elena C. Good morning. This is Reva P., grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. Sorry, I thought my phone was on off, um, so I put my name up there many times. Um, anyway, this paragraph, um, first of all, the thing that strikes me the most is how many paragraphs and pages has it already been where it's telling me the same thing? Show, tell, and listen. And I've heard it said, you know, this is a big show and tell. Um, and I saw. I saw miracles, uh, powers of example, and that was worth more than anything. Um, and this business of hopeless, 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 constantly dwelling on the hopeless, I am so grateful that I came in and I heard speaker meetings every week with people talking about what it was like. And I saw evidence of what it was like now, um, and that was the biggest persuader. So yes, I was curious. Um, and I'm also grateful for people who let me have my own experience in program without shoving a solution down my throat. I think if I would have been um, given a forceful method, I would have turned the other way and left. Um, I would have just been so defiant. So my sponsors, my co-fellows, you know, yes, I get guidance in the steps so I can remove blocks that take me to the solution of power. Um, but a lot of times I want the easy way out. I want somebody to give me the quick fix. Tell me what to do. Tell me what to eat. Um, tell me what to decide. And I'm grateful that people don't because the whole point is for me to access this power greater than myself um, who can give me the guidance that's right for me. Um, and when it's right, it's right, and nobody has to say anything. And I also like the business of be willing to believe, and that reminds me, I can be willing to believe and I can do things whether I like doing them or not. I don't have to like it. I don't have to want it. I don't even have to believe. I just have to be willing to just, just do it. Just do it and, and watch the evidence as a result of the actions. So thank you, God, for the people um, who let me have my own experience, shared theirs with mine, um, so that I can really work out what's right for me with my higher power. And with that, I pass. Thanks so much, Reva P. from Canada. Up next is Elena C., followed by Tom A. Morning to Good you, morning, Elena. everyone. My name is Elena C., uh, recover, gratefully recovered, compulsive overeater from Greer, South Carolina. So um, it's a very good paragraph, a lot. It's a very rich paragraph and on how I'm going to be able to pass the message to someone who is like me. Um, so that means that I need to learn. I need to learn first that my condition is an illness and is a condition of the body and mind. You know, the body is the allergy of the body and the mind is that thing that tells me, the thoughts that tell me that I can take a bite and I can stop there. 
and um, and then it requires me that I have I'm fully vulnerable, that I'm fully vulnerable, meaning I am going to talk about myself and I'm going to tell this person how hard it was for me, what I've been through since I was a little girl, you know, like how I ate that box of chocolate after my sister passed away and then how at like the, um, at some parties I went to kids party, you know, they hid the cake away from me because I kept on eating their cake and they wanted to have the leftovers for tomorrow to give it to the kids. And that I went to the store, you know, to Walgreens and instead of one chocolate, I bought me a bunch of chocolates. I ate them all together. And that's what I need to tell them. I need to be fully vulnerable. And, you know, and I don't know about you, but I did not do vulnerability. Um, I didn't do vulnerability. And so when I started sponsoring people, I didn't talk about myself. And But they asked me, now tell me about you. You know, so anyway, I had another 12-step program. So I was able to tell them my vulnerability. But, and then, you know, tell them the hopelessness. Like I lived in a state of after diet, after diet, I'm like, I'm, that's it. I'm going to be for the rest of my life. I'm going to have this, you know, and there's nothing that I can do. So I kind of surrender to myself, to my condition with no hope. So we can talk about hopelessness because I had a solution, which is in this book. In this book, you, I found everything that I needed to find about my addiction and about the spiritual solution. Um, and, you know, I am not the one who has overcome my condition. God is. And if the person wants to find that spiritual entity, it can that can do it exactly the same way I did it, but it can be different than mine. And with that, I will pass. I heard a clock. Thank you. Thank you, Elena C. from South Carolina. Up next is Tom A. followed by Raz G. Tom, where are you calling in from this morning? Hi, this is uh, Tom, uh, recovered compulsive eater. Appreciate the service and the lead. Uh, me, this paragraph reminds me of, of the circle. The circle starts with the first step and admitting powerlessness, and then this spiritual awakening that says it's critical. And then we practice these principles, and the way we practice them is by repeatedly admitting defeat to others uh, in a hope that they'll believe that there is hope. And uh, you know, when I just am recovered and I'm not sponsoring people and I'm not sharing about my disease, it, it reinforces my amnesia. It, it makes me think that I'm, uh, I'm I'm not that bad. It takes me back to that. I'm not that bad. And what this paragraph encourages me to do is to keep reminding the people I'm talking with that I have a mental twist, that my brain is screwed up when it comes to food. And I have a obsession 
and a compulsion. I can't stop. And I need a daily reprieve. Uh, and if I forget to tell myself and tell others that, then I begin to think I've done this myself. That's the most dangerous part for me in my years of recovery is when I sort of forget I have a higher power and I begin to think I'm pat myself on the back and think I'm doing real great. And I love the last line, the important thing. Uh, it reminds me of the earlier line that says, what's the point? The point is we're willing to grow along spiritual lines. And so these steps, we have to admit complete defeat. Um, and you know, it also says that we don't all become entirely willing all at once. You know, I put down different things at different times and became willing uh, to become more honest. And again, the point is I'm willing to grow along spiritual lines and to carry this message, and that allows me to keep growing spiritually. So thanks for letting me share. Thanks, Tom. Before you leave, can you give me the initial, the first initial of your last name and where you're calling from today so people can find you on the member list, please? Sure. Yeah, sorry, I forgot to say that. It's Tom A. as an apple from Greenbelt, Maryland. Maryland. Thank you. Awesome. All right. Tom A. from Maryland. Up next, we have Roz G. from California. And Roz, before you begin, let me just take a moment to let those who just maybe joined us or didn't hear this morning where we're studying. Today we're resuming our study in chapter number seven, working with others in the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We're on page 92, reading the second paragraph. And that second paragraph starts with, continue to speak of alcoholism as an illness. We're reading that one paragraph only. So go ahead, Rajji. Okay, good morning, and thank you very much. Can, here, I'll ask the famous yep. question. Can I be heard? <laughs> yes, you may. Go right ahead, my friend. <laughs> oh, thank you so much. All right, I'm Roz G. I'm a recovered compulsive overeater, and I'm in Palmdale, California. And um, I was thinking that um, this this brought me back to page 18, where it says, but the ex-problem drinker who has found the solution, this solution, who is properly armed with the facts about himself or herself can generally win the entire confidence of another alcoholic or compulsive overeater in a few hours. Until such an understanding is reached, little or nothing can be accomplished. So as a result of these steps, I am armed with the facts about myself. And I know what I am, I need to be reminded every day, and I'm willing to share it. And I really respect, um, I've had all kinds of sponsors over the years, and I really respect people who just lay it on the line and tell the truth about themselves. And I love what I heard earlier about the woman who shared about eating all the box of chocolates and everything like that. And, you know, I, I like to explain to the person and be humble and say, you know, I didn't really get up to 200 pounds because I continued to exercise it all off. You know, every time I ate something, I wanted to work it off. I didn't want to own what I ate. And I talk about the surgeries that I had. And I talk about the way that I ate, that I sat and I watched soap operas and ate 
boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese and fantasized about being as skinny as the the actresses on the on the, the soap operas. And after I do that, we talk about we talk about them. I listen to them, and usually by the you know when when I when I talk about these facts about me, that person's um, guard is down and their heart opens up, and we talk about the doctor's opinion and how my life is lived in two specific ways. Where in the the doctor's opinion, where it says something about uh, though we work on a solution on a spiritualistic and altruistic plane. Like I explained that, you know, your life's going to change. You're going to live to help others, and you're going to live by spiritual principles. And for those who are relapsers, they sort of kind of understand that, but the newcomers don't don't really understand that. But today I have to ask God, you know, to to guide me in all the decisions that I make to wake up in the morning and to ask God to divorce my thinking from... Um, all that crap, and to for him to refresh me every day. And so uh, I don't go into the religious part at first, but when we get into the uh, agnostic part and I hear that, and I'll wrap up by saying that um, I do share my beliefs later on, but by then a trust has been built and the person knows that they're not there for religious purposes, that we're just there to have the solution, a solution, not a diet, but living by these spiritual principles. And for those who want to work the program and do it, it works for them. For those who don't, don't. Thank you, and I pass. Thanks so much, Roz G. from California this morning. All right, so here we go. We're going to take another lineup, and we do value everyone's experience here on the line. Uh, please limit your share to every third day so that we can hear a multitude of voices. So here we go. Who else would like to share? Emily D. Emily D. Michelle G. Michelle G. Darian K. Darian Colleen K. M. Colleen M. Wow, you guys are so good to me. Thanks. <laughs> I'll take a few more. Was that Leia? I think someone was Leia, maybe Ahaya. Say it again, ladies. Sorry. I have Emily, Michelle, Darian, Colleen. Then I think I heard a Leia and Ahaya, but come back at me and let me know again, please. Leia S. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay, Leia. You mute, you unmute, it's tricky. And anyone else? Did I miss somebody else? Okay. Well, let's go with that group. Emily D, Michelle G, Darian K, Colleen M, and Leah S. Good morning to you, Emily. Good morning, uh, Jen, and good morning, family. This is Emily D. Grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater in Chicago. Uh, this full moon is bananas. It's been so cool to watch it set this morning. Grateful to witness God's grace looking out the window. And, you know, in thinking about this paragraph, I had an opportunity, oh gosh, I think it was last week, a client of mine made a remark. I got on Zoom with her and I very rarely get one-on-one -on -one time with her. 
And she said, and I'm sure a lot of us who are recovered have heard something like this, um, uh, and I've even heard this when I wasn't recovered and I was here to diet with group support and had a thin body or a healthy body weight. And she said, you're disappearing. And she, you know, she's like, what are you doing? That's always the next question, right? And, and the question behind it is like, what is the quick fix? What is the easy way to get what you have? And I think, you know, on 93 where it says, Tell her, in this instance, exactly what happened to you. Stress the spiritual feature freely. I had, I had that still quiet voice in my, in my body say, it's okay to share with this woman the spiritual feature of what she sees as a miracle, right? And we started talking, and I told her a little bit about my story and I told her, you know, how I came to the rooms, and I, I, she had no idea there was an OA. And, and then she said, yeah, so Overeaters Anonymous, can people who, who throw up go to that program? And that's when I sort of knew, right? Like, through my own story of eating things out of the garbage, burning my mouth both from frostbitten food and way too hot mac and cheese coming out of the microwave. I mean, the things, the lengths that I went to, uh, she was able to sort of hear herself and then, you know, be vulnerable enough to say, um, if I throw up, which is what I heard, can I be a part of it? So look, I sent her a link to a meeting I go to I sent her the questionnaire and I left it at that. Nothing's happened, right? But part of what God has taught me is that, you know, these spiritual principles, we can, we can be freely with that. I can share my experience. I, I hesitate to say, yeah, you know, I don't eat sugar and flour, right? Because then people are just like, well, that's what I'll do. Um, but really the work behind this and the spirituality behind it and, you know, I also had my gynecologist say, what the hell happened to you? I haven't seen her in a year, right? And she said, so many women come to me looking for the quick fix, and they're so hard on themselves. And I said, did you know, I hear that, did you know there's a program called Overeaters Anonymous? So I don't know what will happen with those seeds, but I know God instructed me to say it. And I think it's so, it's so hopeful for all of us that we can share the message that way. With that, I'll pass. Thank you. Okay, oh, Jen, I think I, I muted somebody. myself. Okay. I muted myself and I was talking away. <laughs> Thanks, Emily D, for sharing your experience. Emily D is from Chicago. Up next, we have Michelle G, followed by Darian K. Hey, Michelle. Good morning. It's Michelle G. from Boston, um, Recovered Compulsive Eater Bulimic. So I'm going to focus on the spiritual principles. It's just, you know, I'll, remembering when I came in here, I didn't, it's not like anywhere really goes over what they are, and it's just sort of this mystery language that we speak in these rooms. And um, I was bulimic and angry and so angry. Um, when I first came around and I wanted nothing to do with all this God stuff that I read and on the walls and that I heard in the rooms. And, um, I was just so angry and I was, you know, I was 
so used to doing everything myself but failing and um and so you know talking about spiritual principles that was the way that it got me to believing that in something greater than myself because I was living I, I just figured if I stopped throwing up then I would be fine I would be perfect everything would be great and I was like Michelle without her food is untreated alcoholism and psycho and angry and crazy without without a higher power and I didn't want a higher power I needed something but I didn't want it and and so this spiritual principles I come to find out means like honesty and and um, um, courage and um, brotherly sisterly love and and um, honesty I said that already I was a thief I would look you in the eye and I would steal from you and this was you know air quotes recovered well not recovered but I was you know absent I was sober and um, I was a thief and I was a liar if my mouth was moving I was lying and um, so it was the spiritual principles that really got me if I was to live honestly not steal not lie to you um, that was my start and that was my start to seeing that something more than my way my will was going to help me and and then it was um, like the 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 power of the group of that flimsy read of like you know we can help you this is how this has happened for me I have recovered through this so I kind of grasped onto that because I couldn't do it my way anymore and so by working with other people I put that out there like I didn't want anything to do with with a patriarchal God or any of this stuff this religious stuff that I thought they were jamming down my throat it was like when they say you can come up with a higher power of your own understanding I still felt like they were trying to manipulate me and snow me into some believing something but it was those spiritual principles that I could grasp onto They're like okay I do want to be a better human being I don't want to be like a dirt bag and I don't and so it was that I thought I thought well if if this is being a human being in a, a decent like kind human being I think I want that and so striving to work towards that opened up my heart more so that I was open to something that was greater than myself and if that makes any sense I don't know so that's what I usually present to people if I'm working with them it's like I came from that place where I was so shut down and contempt prior to investigation I was just done and um, and I had to open up slowly to that and so after I've given you know thanks, I've thrown that whole, kindly. oh I'm sorry um, thanks I'll pass thanks Michelle G from Boston up next we have Darian K followed by Colleen M good morning to you Darian oh good morning Jen can you hear me okay go right ahead yes oh, okay thank you um, oh, so grateful to be on the line with all of you um, I'm Darian Kay I'm from the Berkshires in Massachusetts, I'm a recovered compulsive overeater. And so I was just trying in my mind to picture the leader at a Weight Watchers or pay, pay and Way program. And like, just can I remember any of those people that I encountered in the past? Did they have what I wanted? Was I attracted to what they had? I can't. I cannot see them in my mind because 
they really didn't. <laughs> um, and I didn't associate with them at all. It was just, give me the food plant so I can run home and give it a, give it a whirl right on a Monday. And um, that was the huge difference um, when I came to, to um, OA Back in 1986, I went to a meeting and I heard people actually telling things and, and, and I would look at them and I would see, like, it was just such an attraction, right? It's a magnetism almost um, that, I, that I just grabbed onto and I was like, wow, I, I really want to hear more, you know what I mean? Um, and so I'd go back, you know, to the meeting again and I'd hear more and, and so that that's what looped me in or hooked me in. You know what I mean? Um, it wasn't, it really wasn't like this leader telling me recipes, <laughs> um, you know, or, or whatever. I can't even recall because there was no substance to anything that this person said. Um, and that's the beauty of this program. We, I mean, listen to all of us this morning. There's so much substance, so much to grab onto and hang on to and be hopeful about, um, you know, that people that people do and say. I mean, we walk the walk and talk the talk and and just are um, beautiful examples of the power of this program and our higher power, you know. Um, just so grateful, grateful that I have the solution today um, and that I don't have to wonder where I can find it or who it may be. It's you know, it's here for me every day um, that I ask my higher power for help. And just grateful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Darian K. from Massachusetts. Up next, we have Colleen M. followed by Leah S. Good morning, Colleen. Hey, good morning. Thank you, Jen, for your service and everyone else on the line that's keeping this meeting going and saving my life. And this is Colleen M. from Maryland. And this, uh, this paragraph just hit me this morning. Um, so, you know, I talk to people all day long about weight and health, and um, it, it's, it's discouraging at times because I so want to, you know, shake them and say, this is, I got the solution for you. Please just take it. And uh, this paragraph says, you know, when they are ready and that they agree that they are curious to see what you have. And, um, you know, for years, I, I knew I had a problem with food. I knew that I had certain substances that I could not eat safely, but I wasn't really willing to give that up. I was certainly willing to run to every crazy diet scheme out there so that I could have my cake and be thin at the same time. Um, so I have to remember for myself that I am not the higher power and that, you know, there is a higher power and that I never know when the seed that I plant will get, will grow. And it may be immediate and it may, may not be, but um, I can still share a message of depth and weight with, with those fellow sufferers. And, and not everyone, like it's been said many times, um, has the disease that I have that, um, you know, maybe they're moderate eaters or maybe they're heavy eaters. Um, I need to know that I am a compulsive overeater and I have to accept that in my, you know, deep 
I have to know that deep inside that you know there's no doubt in my mind that that this is a disease for me, and I I love the fact that it is a disease and it's not willpower. It's not um, I haven't found the right fix. It this this is what I have and this is this is a medicine I need for it. And then the other thing I wanted to mention was that um, you know we can choose our own concept of God. I had had a God uh, my whole life, but when I got back from my last relapse. Uh, that God just didn't work for me anymore. And it took me a long time to find a God that I was comfortable with um, turning my will and life over to. And I still struggle with that because I only want to give parts of my life over to that God. Um, So, you know, progress, not perfection. I'm still working at it, but um, I uh, carrying the message is uh, I got to take myself out of it and let, and, and remember that everyone has their own higher power, and I'm just the messenger, and I have to uh, be a, uh, be the attraction. So that's all I've got. Thanks for letting me share. Have a great day, everyone. Thanks, Colleen M. from Dialing In from Maryland from today. Let's see. Up next, we have Leah S., followed by Haya from Colorado. All right, Leah, good morning to you. Where are you calling in from today? Thank you so much, and good morning. Good morning, everyone. My name is Leah S., recovered and grateful in Brooklyn, New York. Throughout this entire book, we have references of how we should, um, how we are, how we are not, how we relate to them. For instance, on page 24, they keep talking about honesty and um, surrendering. And on page 32, they they tell you more about um, uh, the need that I'm not going to do this, and I'm 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 really I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know I make promises to myself, and it's all about honesty. It's all about keeping to this program. And um, I just want to say that myself, personally, um, I, uh, I, 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 there were two times that I wasn't feeling well on program. And the first time I wasn't feeling well on program, I, all I wanted was drinking and drinking and sleeping. And, and, and when I got to myself, I said, okay, God, you owe me one. You owe me big time. All these meals. That's what I was thinking. Of course, when I was uh, finally eating, I became abstinent. Thank you, God. And this time, when I wasn't feeling well, and even today, every day I'm saying to myself since Saturday, thank you, God, for waking me up. Thank you, God, for for allowing me to drink my, my, my tea. Thank you, God, for keeping my body safe and 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 good and healthy. And thank you, God, when I had my first meal on Monday. <laughs> thank you, God, that this food gave me and sustains me and continues to sustain me. That That is such a miracle. And I feel every day much more energy and much more. And there's no thought about, hey, I want to go back to that stinking eating. No, no, that's not for me. It's not for me. Look how I am changing. And and, and this is like unbelievable. It's a miracle in and of itself. And with that, I will pass.
Thanks, Leah S. from Brooklyn, New York. Up next, we have Haya. Good morning to you, Haya. Good morning. Hi, everybody. This is Haya P. Um, I live in Colorado, and I'm gratefully I gratefully recovered from compulsive reading and bulimia. Um, it's so nice to be here. I'm currently in New Jersey, so it's not 4.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, and I can be here fresh and awake. Um, and thank you, everyone who shared, and welcome to anyone who's new. And I really love this paragraph. Um, I think it's it's a long one, and it, it gives a lot of information. And what, <clears throat> what I thought of this morning um, as I was reading and listening is, you know, where it says, um, let him ask you, right? So want to get that person curious by talking about my experience, which should maybe jog their, their own experiences. And then when he asks that question, it says in the squiggly writing, which I've been taught means it's really important, really, really important is tell him exactly what happened to you and stress the spiritual feature freely. And that's what happened. What happened is a spiritual experience. You know, God's the hero, the story here. And I I really appreciate also that <clears throat> that it says here, you know, it doesn't have to agree with, with my conception, but the main thing is that they be willing to believe in a power greater than themselves and that they live by spiritual principles, which is honesty and self-sacrifice and tolerance and love. And, um, you know, when I came to the program, um, I, I, I wasn't, it wasn't like I was like, I was, I don't know, agnostic, atheist or whatever. It just wasn't, God wasn't even in our, you know, vocabulary when I was growing up really. And um, it really freaked me out that people were talking about God, but a woman, I was told this, you can choose your own conception. And, um, but a woman, I remember her name was Marilyn. She stood up at the business and professionals meeting on Saturday night in Portland, Oregon. It was an AA meeting. And she, she had 12 years of sobriety. And from the podium, she said, if you have a problem with God, you have a problem. And, um, and what I love about this paragraph is it's not saying that God has a specific definition of exactly what that means. It's, a power greater than myself. That's what it needs to be. And and the book, and that's the main thing. That's the main thing, just a willingness to believe. And it's such a joy to watch um, people kind of get that. Like I was speaking to a newcomer the other day and who's, a, you know, atheist agnostic, really, really struggles. And I, and I read this and she goes, oh, I could do that. Because I said, you just have to be willing to believe in a power greater than yourself. Oh, I could do that. And it was such a joy, right? Because that we can do, that we can do. And I'm just grateful for that woman who said, if you can't do that, you got a problem. And um, I'm just grateful that's not my problem today. And very grateful to be here. Thanks. Thanks, Haya P. from Colorado. All right. And I think that's pretty good. It almost wraps us up for today. So thank you to everyone who shared on the lines this morning on this paragraph. And thanks for all who showed up listened and participated by joining. We're going to have a second unrecorded hour of study immediately following the closing here. But if you want the share ID for today, here it is. For Wednesday, October 20th, 7 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, the share ID number is 17,952. That's 17952. We will now close with a reading from the big book. It's on page 164. Then we will follow with the serenity prayer. Will Marge O. please read a vision for you?
Marge, press star one, please. Did I lose Marge? Marge, right, Sarah L., are you? Oh, thanks, Marge. Go right ahead. Okay. Good morning, Marge. Oh, from Massachusetts. Gratefully, living in recovery, a day at a time. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right. And great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you. Until then.